Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Guzik, and today we have a very special guest. His name is Daniel, and I am so excited because we're actually <laughs> going to talk about a topic that, uh, I mean, we have kind of like mentioned it several times, but we have never actually dived deep into mm. this topic of referrals and how to make your clients so happy that they sent all your friends your way. Sorry. Daniel, how are you doing today? I am very good. I'm very happy. This is like dad's afternoon out for me. Have a little break from the madness around here. So I'm happy to be here. Good. Shout out to all the dads and moms <laughs> that, you know, are, you know, still working and taking care of kids. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So, well, tell me, uh, other than, you know, taking care of kids and being a great photographer, what else do you do and what kind of photography actually do you do? Uh, I am a primarily wedding photographer, but I also have a side business that's, um, uh, well, another division of my business that's separate from weddings and portraits um, that is real estate and, and like headshots, commercial work, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm out of the Philly area, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, married for seven years, kids, uh, twins, um, and a blind optimist. That's about describes me. Dad, husband, photographer, blind optimist. Done. Sounds good. I like those, you know, especially the blind optimist. I think that's such a great quality to have. Always, you know, finding sometimes. the good and everything. <laughs> <laughs> to a fault sometimes. That's good. That's so good to have. So I asked in my Instagram stories who uh, people wanted to hear from. I have been following you because you also have kind of like a separate business other than photography where you, you know, teach photographers. Yeah. If you want, go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Uh, but what I was saying is like I asked people who they wanted to hear from and several people were like, oh, you need to interview Daniel. He's so good at referrals. He's had like seven couples at a wedding at one time. I'm like, what? I need to hear from this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, it's a it, that's a very uh, broad question, right, to start with. But um, it is true that I. I do get a lot of referrals, right? Like um, in the very beginning, you know, I've been doing this for over a decade now, full time. And, um, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, just even in the pandemic, um, I had a wedding that had four of my past couples there, another wedding that had three. So pretty regularly, I have three couples. But a, a few years ago, there were seven couples uh, that I, whose weddings I'd all photographed over the past decade, all at this one wedding. And then a year after that, it was five couples. And then last year, it was four and then another five. And it just, uh, I just get into these little pools of, of friends and they all share my name and uh, we can get into specifics about, you know, kind of how I design that experience and that kind of thing. 
How awesome. So obviously we're talking about something that is really niche down, down to like, how mm-hmm. do you get all these referrals? But like, let's kind of like zoom out a little bit because okay. I am assuming that even before the referral, this all starts with the actual experience that the mm-hmm. client, let's call client A is having. Yep. So yep. what kind of experience client A gets to have when they hire you? Um, so I would say if I were to just uh, distill it down to maybe like one or two ideas. One is that um, I seek to blur the line between what the typical client photographer, couple photographer relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that is done, I think, through, if you've ever seen this book, um, it's called The Power of Moments by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. And they talk about this uh, this idea that when you w- walk into a restaurant, there's this expected sequence of events that you're going to have, right? You walk into a restaurant and there's going to be um, a hostess is going to come get you. They're going to sit you down. They're going to uh, ask your appetizer order, your drink order. They're going to come get your main uh, meal. And then they're going to ask you how you're doing as you like take a bite of a burger with, and you got to say like, <laughs> things are really great with a burger sauce all over your hands and face. Right. Um, but there's this like expected, like, there's just these check boxes of things that you expect are going to happen. And the same happens with weddings. Uh, clients come to us uh, with a whole bunch of expectations from weddings that they've been in, from doing research online, um, from attending weddings, all these things. And I think it's our job uh, to take that experience, whatever they're expecting, and completely flip the script um, and institute, or not institute, insert moments of surprise and delight that completely throw them for a loop. Um and so that's the basis of really what I try to do, um, all on this idea of uh, it being like extremely, and the second part of this is that it's extremely deeply personal. Okay. Um, like I've done, you know, many people, I'm sure you've done hundreds of weddings, right? Correct. Um, but just because like the framework of weddings is the same for for all of us, generally speaking, they all have a similar flow. They have a ceremony, the reception, um, but the circumstances and history that have brought this couple who's sitting across the table from you to today are so vastly different, right? Their goals, their priorities, why they're getting married, who's important to them, all that um, is is to- totally different, right? So I just treat each couple like an alien. Um, or like that I'm an alien, right? And I'm coming here and I have know nothing about these people. Um, even though the, the framework and circumstances are similar, um, the history that's brought them today is so vastly different. So that's how I approach them. Sounds good. I love all these concepts, but my brain needs detailed examples <laughs> of this. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to get away with that. I wasn't going to get away with this like macro view of it. So I know, I know, I know this is special to you and I don't, I mean, you don't have to go into it step by a step, right? But like, let's say, you know, we're talking about, I completely love the fact that you said that even though weddings are in general similar, right? Like, mm-hmm. Two people come together to celebrate love. There is a ceremony, there is a reception, there is in between them some romantic photos, speeches, and party, right? That's kind of like the framework of a wedding. (laughs) But then each, as you said, each couple is unique, right? Each couple has different views, values. And I like the part that you said that when you, you, and I don't know, we're going to get into this kind of like gifting Mm -hmm. and things like that, that each couple is unique because nothing bothers me most than a general present or yep. something like that. I, I mean, I don't know. This is for me. I One of my uh, love languages is not gifting. Uh, so yep. <laughs> definitely not. I don't need gifts. So like, actually, yep. I don't give gifts to my clients. But I'm really excited to find out um, about this and about this situation. Because I'm also thinking that 
it might not have to be a gift. It can be some other form of, of appreciation, right? Yep. Yeah. So let's, let's say that a couple comes to you, right? You get an inquiry today. Uh, walk me a little bit without my, you know, without giving away your secret recipe, but like, you know, maybe a hint of what do you do? I'll, I'll share anything, right? Cause, um, I think what I do is I have a, a couple of like general principles that I think are uh, universal. So everybody else is going to hear these things. I hope hear these things and say, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to interpret it this way. Right. Great. And I think the the overarching principles that all every single one of us wants to be seen, heard and understood or understood can be swapped out with the, with loved. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody wants to be seen, heard and loved. Uh, so I think new couple inquires with me and I'm sitting down across the table from them. I think a lot of photographers go to that meeting thinking that this meeting is a uh, a journey of discovery of the couple learning about them as the photographer, right? Uh, how many awards they've won, what their approach is, what gear they use. I don't know, that kind of stuff, right? For me, this is a journey of discovery about them as a couple. Um, so uh, instead of asking anything about the wedding, like I have this, a, a fun game for myself where I want to see how long I can talk to them without asking them anything about the wedding. Okay. Nothing at all. Um, I'll let them bring up the wedding first, but some of my favorite questions are things like, um, you know, take me to a time when, uh, you know, so-and-so had you doubled over laughing, right? Like, uh, what, what was it about that moment that had you connected or, um, you know, as you start, uh, sitting down and you talk with them. I think as you start asking these questions, people give you like a basic answer, right? Mm -hmm. they, they give you like the answer because most of us listen to respond, not listen to understand. Um, so I'll start with a, a very general question. Um, you know, when, uh, how did this come together? What's your story? How did we get to today? And they'll like, you know, fly through their quick history. Oh, and then we got engaged and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, no, wait, 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 stop. Uh, you know, take me to the first date. Who made the first move, right? And then you go from there and you start funneling down to to okay when did it go from here's this person who's fun to hang out with and spend time with to, all right here's the person i want to spend the rest of my life with right and then you get this answer that's maybe a little bit deeper um and i'll it's but it's still not there like it's i, I just keep following up using their language it's still not there you're still not getting to the meat of like what does this person sitting next to them mean to them right mm -hmm. and so i I often will model how I want people to respond with sharing this story about my wife and I. Um, we've been together for a little bit over 11 years. Actually, today they were recording this is the nine year anniversary of me asking her to marry me. So that's oh, congrats on that anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so uh, what was I saying? Um, so you tell the story of you and your wife. Oh, right. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, maybe a year or so into our relationship, we're like walking through Target and we're chit-chatting and, and having a good time. And uh, I'm six foot three. She's five foot four. So she can very easily be out of my peripheral vision. Right. <laughs> um, and so, like, I realized that she's like, we're walking and talking. And then all of a sudden she's like not next to me anymore at all. So I turn around and she's like aisles and aisles back. And she's got this this massive pink heart pillow in front of her body and she's holding it up and it covers her entire body. That's why the height thing is important. And she's holding this, this pillow and she's doing like this little shimmy shake. Right. And it's like, I'm just, she's like, you love me. You love me. Like doing that cutesy stuff that, that people do. Right. And, um, I said, yeah, babe, I do love you. Right. And I remember seeing this very particular look on her face. Right. It wasn't the first time we said, I love you, but I just remember noticing her in this different way. Right. And I think that all couples have this moment where they see each other differently. Right. They see 
their significant other in a very different way than everybody else gets to see them, right? Because they spend time together, because they're romantic, because they're uh, intimate, because they're, you know, they're, they have adventures together, whatever that looks like. Um, and so I tell that story and I ask that question. So when was this moment when you saw him or her differently? When was that moment that you knew that this was the person you want to spend the rest of your life with? What, what, what is the quintessential version of, of Carolina that, that like only you get to see? Then you start understanding what this person means to them. And there's also some, some tangible things in there that you can start to look for on the wedding day to create something that's truly meaningful, right? Um, you know, I had this one Karoom who's a surgeon, um, and he said that he loves the jawline of his soon-to-be wife. Their wedding is actually this May. Um, and he said he does because there's this this nerve that runs through her chin or like the... It was very all very like hyper-medical technical things, but it was just funny. And so like, um, it's not... So, I didn't look for like her chin, but, um, you know, just putting them in snuggly situations where, um, where he could like put his hand up on her neck and just... I'm just trying to find little things, right? Because I think my job is by the time the wedding day rolls around that I can photograph... One of them, uh, if I'm talking about a heterosexual couple, then I can talk, I can photograph the bride the way the groom sees her and the groom the way the bride sees him, right? I think that's my job. So good. So, very, very emotional approach, I yep. would say, right? And yep. I think it's not for everybody. Uh, I'm nope. going to... Uh, I had this conversation in the past when like, you know, I've, I've seen this approach to weddings and I think it's lovely. I think it's mm -hmm. really emotional. I think it's fantastic. I think that for me, Carolina, in this particular way, I think that is a cultural thing because mm. in Colombians, like it is very non-polite to ask these questions when you first yeah. meet somebody. Yep. So I think when I approach my weddings, yes, of course, I want to know little details and I have, you know, taught myself how to ask some questions, but I couldn't like I try that approach mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, culturally, I can't go there. Like <laughs> I just met you. We, we can't <laughs> So what do, questions. here's a question for you then. So what do, um, you know, what do those, what does that meeting look like for you in that first thing then? Right. Cause, um, so I, cause I don't actually think that it's inherently an, an emotional approach. I speak about it with, I'm a hyper emotional person, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't, you don't have, people don't have to make it emotional. It could just be, um, that you're trying to discover, you know, what's important to them. Right. Cause I think, a lot of people will say, oh, I have a very personal approach. So my job, instead of saying that, I want to show them that from mm -hmm. the very moment um, that I'm, I just want to know who they are so I can uh, ultimately take photographs that are very meaningful to them. So, Correct. So the way that I approach <laughs> this is I, I'm personally also extremely pragmatic, right? So mm, yes, yep. I want to know about them, but I want to know about how I can be efficient on their day. So those yeah. are kind of like the questions that I'm asking, right? Obviously I ask like what's important to you and what's meaningful because then I can, you know, focus on those things, but I mm. never go like, so, so into like, well, tell me more. Let's dive deeper. Like even talking right now about it, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> It, it is a very, very different approach, right? And so what's interesting, though, is that approach is me knowing what to focus on on the wedding day, right? So I think of myself Correct. as like a student of the couple. Um, so I know what the relationship is like with their parents. I actually speak to usually to the parents beforehand, um, before the wedding, uh, just in case. Uh, if, if it's important to the couple, I'll oftentimes call, um, you know, the mothers and the, uh, the fathers um, and chat with them. But... Um, I think that ultimately what ends up happening is 
that when the wedding day arrives, I lost my train of thought. Getting emotional, getting important things that getting oh, things right. are important to a couple. <laughs> yeah, that was dad brain right there. I don't know if you're gonna edit that out or not, but it was dad brain big time. Um, it's so that is me knowing all that stuff and and doing a very deep dive ends up being able to triage the things that aren't important. Um, right. So I know exactly what to focus on. So it's just a different. It's just a different way of of doing it, right? Like it's definitely not an approach for everybody. That is for sure. Correct. No, no, no. And it's good. And and again, I think that's one of the great things about being in business, or yep. at least for me, is like learning that there is many ways to get to the result. You know, there is different roads that we can all take to get the yep. results that we need. But I, I do like this because I think that it's important. I think that obviously when you connect with somebody in kind of like a little bit more personal way, or like as you said, for, maybe that maybe what I'm trying to say here is when when the couple feels seen, I think that's, I think that's really, really important. And I try yeah. to do that with my couples on kind of like on my style, right? I think for me in my personal life, it's really important to, to give attention to people. Like I want yes. people when I, when they're, when I'm with them, they're spending time that they know that my attention is unconditional. Yep. So I think that's yes. important. So, so anyway, so let's say, let, let's kind of keep moving this needle. So they booked you, right? Because X, X, Y, or Z, you know, they're like, this yep. is fantastic. What happens then? Because most of the times, you know, couples book you and the wedding is six, seven, eight a year away from that yep. day. So there is a lot of, you know, it's a bunch of months in between that, again, for a lot of photographers, is like radio silence. So it's like, okay, yep. you book me, talk to you, maybe. Bye. Yeah. See <laughs> yeah. you two weeks before your wedding, right? Yep. When I need to get my, my, my retainer or whatever it is. Yep. What is the missing opportunity here? What, how should we cultivating this, you know, relationships? Um, very uh, good question. I'm going to add something onto the previous statement um, that sometimes uh, I do have couples who are, are appreciate this like very personal approach, mm -hmm. but have that guard up, right? Because I'm, I'm a very hyper, uh, very um, open person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a lot for people, right? Correct. So, so I won't. Uh, I'll give them that kind of taste of it and and show them my approach. But then I'll just I'll, I'll kind of go what I said into what I said before about it just being a um, me being a student of them. Right. This is it's a lot to cover in like a, a one hour first. Correct. Meeting. Yes. Um, and so it's just about building that trust. And so a lot of times it takes people a longer time to build that trust than just that first meeting. Um so then on to your second question, um, which was what happens next, right? And I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people will end up uh, getting, it, they get that that check, they get the contract, and they're like, all right, peace, I'm done, I'm out for, um, for the next year or whatever. Um, so I have some very basic touch points that I tell them that I'm going to send over. Um, and that is, uh, I send them obviously some, some things about information about the wedding, mm -hmm. uh, how it works with me, how what's, uh, you know, what, how to get the best photographs, that kind of thing. But that's just like the foundation, right? Those mm -hmm. are the expected touch points. Um, I regularly reach out to my couples, right? So I, I do send like a handwritten note, um, things like that. Uh, but this is where I start to try to blur that line, right? So I will seek out ways to spend time with my couple, right? Because I, okay. I think the, the more that I, the couple trusts me, the more likely they are to buy more from me. Correct. So, I, so I'm not so uh, focused on how much couples spend at the time of signing, uh, because I know that I can almost I can usually double what they 
what they sign for by the time they're all said and done with me after the wedding. Um, so that comes to uh, obviously being in touch via email, but also um, if we can right now, obviously we're in a pandemic, so we're not really getting together at restaurants and things like that. Uh, but I've, I try to do a, like a Zoom happy hour with some of my couples or a FaceTime happy hour. We just catch up for 30 minutes um, in the evening at eight o'clock or 8.30 and just catch up about um, how things are going, how the wedding planning is going and, and just be people for a minute. Um, forget about the cameras, forget about the wedding. If that comes up, awesome. Um, but I try to just to just blur that line, right? Like, if your friend was getting married, um, would you uh, forget actually even about getting married? Uh, how how often do we just call our friends to say to check in and say, "Hey, how are you?" Correct. Pretty regularly, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I I just do that regularly with my couples. Uh, so I'm not a wedding factory. I shoot 20 weddings a year, and that's my cap. And that allows me to focus more on each individual couple. Um, I love this. So, <laughs> so again, I'm probably not going to get away with telling you just about, uh, it's also kind of like a macro view. Of no, it. but no, 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 but this is really good because I think, I think this is when each person, whoever's listening to this podcast is going to, you know, find, you know, kind of like take it and make it their own. Right. Like right. for me, as we're saying, like for me, that the first meeting is quite pragmatic, right? Yes. We talk about, I talk about things that I'm sure other photographers haven't spoken about because they even mentioned they're like, Oh, you're the first person to mention this. So I'm like, hmm, <laughs> thank you. No, <laughs> but yep. for me, uh, because I don't get again, culturally, like that first meeting for me, I, I, I can't get myself to be like, Oh, tell me all these little emotional right. things, but that's what I have eight months to like, start mm. finding out these little details yep. i am even though i'm not like best friends with my clients because yep. again personally i'm not like that but i do like yep. to be in touch with them and i think that one of the simple things that you can do is like when you follow them on social media just comment on what's happening right they're posting yep. everything on you know instagram stories and things like that so like i get to know like about their dogs or their pets or if they're into like you know any kind of workout that i might like so like i can comment on that and I start building those kind of like little kind yep. of like friendship moments that obviously can expand right and as you yep. said once the couple trusts you it's easier to send a dm or to be like hey Anything that I can help you with, let's jump on a phone call. I try to yep. do that a lot with my couples because I feel like I, once again, my love language is act of service. Mm, so I can that, see that for okay. me is really important in my relationship. So like I try to give that to like, you know, it's funny because sometimes it's like, oh, those are your kind of like love languages, not like the kind of your, your client's love language. Yep. But I'm like, it's, it's what I, how I like giving love. So like showing people that I'm, that I'm, you know, that I'm, that I'm attentive to them. Yeah. So, Trusted advisor is what exactly, I call Exactly, yeah. I love being a trusted advisor with them. Um, yeah, the... All right, so this is something that I've been working on over the last two years, and I think it's something that gives me a reason to reach out and... And so I'm, I, tr I don't like questionnaires. I hate them. Uh, mm -hmm. they're the, uh, well, let's put it this way for logistics and details. Yes. Questionnaires are great. Um, and what I love doing is like, obviously I follow my couples on social media. Um, but I love just like a friend would, you know, you see something happen there and then you talk about it the next time you catch up with them on the phone Correct. or in an email. Right. Um, it just, it just solidifies that normal relationship. But I also, um, solidify those relationships by being very open about my personal life. Um, so obviously all my couples know right now that, uh, I went from having a normal work week 
to basically working two hours a day because I have three kids and my wife works from home from 6 a.m. to 2.30 and she's in the corporate world. So I'm very open with that and they're very understanding about that. But I've been working on this thing I call the wedding rings. And if you think of a bullseye or a target, um, in the center is the couple, right? The the wedding is mostly about them. Most of the pictures are going to be about them. Um, so they're in the center, right? And then you have this next ring that's just outside of the center. In that first ring is the people who are the most important to them. Usually the, I, I say like the, the two or three people max that are the most important to mm -hmm. you. Why are they important to you? And so I'll, I'll send this information out. Hey, and I, I describe this to them. I describe this idea to them. And they, they write in that first um, ring who's the most important people and then why. And then I follow that up with a phone call uh, maybe a, a month or so later and we chat about it and I just understand a little bit more about why those people are important, right? Then there's the next ring. Who's the most important? Um, so a lot of times it's you can sort of predict it. It's parents uh, and siblings who are in that first ring. Um, and then the next ring out is maybe wedding party or there's aunts and uncles. And you just learn about these relationships. And then when you get to the wedding day, you're like, oh, I need to focus on this person here. Um, 100%. And you, now you just, you have this information that's gathered, but you also have the story behind it. And it just helps you. And I've got tons of stories about that. I If I just would have thought of the wedding as the couple's wedding day, I would have missed these massive, massive storylines. Um, and it all came from this idea of like the wedding rings. So I think it's such a great point. And, and once again, I think that being a wedding photographer is so many layers, right? And just the wedding day so is like your brain, you have to be so, so aware of like hyper aware, I think, right? Yep. Because you, yes, you're focusing on the, you know, the couple, but then there is also, as you said, there is like, if you had asked the rest questions, you know, why grandma is so important and you know, you know, why, you know, best friends are coming from far away, you know, whatever the case is. And also, you know, focus in those images because yep. once again, yes, the expected is the beautiful pictures of the couple, right? That's what's right. expected. What is not expected, what is not expected is those little in-between moments that you can either caught because it's like you know happening kind of like photojournalistic or actually make it you know make it an effort for you on your end to be like hey i know your grandma is really important to you let's have yeah. like a little 10 minutes here with grandma yeah and you can have formals and also you know candidates but yeah. i think those things are i think that what's as you were mentioned uh that couples really appreciate because it's not what is expected so, so important to be Feels. extremely hyper aware during, you know, before and also also during the wedding day, because I also think that prior to the wedding, uh, the couple, it's, it's a lot happening to them and oh, they yeah. might even miss those little moments, right? Because yes, grandma is super important, but right now it's like 500 other things that they need to focus on. But on the wedding day, uh, if you're hyper aware, you can see, you can feel, you can, you know, experience that with them. So I think that's, are really, really important and so mm. difficult to achieve <laughs> sometimes. It, it is. It's so much to to try to like figure out all these things. And that's why I think, I, I again, I treat it as like studying for the wedding day, right? Because you can't study for test day. Like if you show up Go on the wedding day and like you don't know like just these very basic things about family members or um, like I've heard, uh, well, I know I have a friend uh, who like very beginning stages of my career, um, I was second shooting with him and he didn't know that the father, the groom had passed away. Uh. And it's like, 
very basic things like that you have to know and you show up on the wedding day and thankfully he didn't say anything but like i'm glad i didn't say anything either because i'm showing up to photograph the groom um and i don't know that his dad's passed away and that would have been really great information for me to have but um yeah it's just these like very super basic things that make all the difference in in being able to provide meaningful photographs you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually quote you on my Instagrams when you said like you, you're like a studying for a test and I think this is so important, right? You need all this information to be able to perform at your best yep. and also not to make a fool of yourself or to put the couple in an uncomfortable situation during their right. wedding day, right? right? Nothing worse than you know, as you said, you know, like calling somebody that had passed, like, hey, where is so and so? And it's like, oh, no longer oh, here. That's awkward. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah. don't, we, we try to avoid those situations. So <laughs> awesome. You you create beautiful pictures. Everybody has a great time during the wedding day. Oh, one little tip that I do, and I'm sure you do the same. When I see a couple at a wedding, right? And maybe during dinner time, you know, when the time that I'm not kind of like photographing anything, I might go and get them for a second and be like, hey, let me get some like cute photos of the two of you. And I do that while, you know, while they're like getting a drink at the bar. And mm. then, you know, hmm, happy. Everybody gets <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, um, before you asked about gifts before. Is that oh, something? yeah. Well, let's talk about that uh, because I know this is kind of like a, it's, a, it's like a love-hate relationship. It's a, it's a hot topic. I feel <laughs> like some people are like, yes, I love that. And people are like, oh, my photographs are the gifts. Yeah, I am the gift. <laughs> <laughs> I am the gift. Yep. So, uh, yes, it is a hot topic. So I'd love to hear what, what do you think about it or, or, or what kind of gift, if you do gifts, what do you do? Good question. So doing a gift for the sake of doing a gift is like a thank you for booking. I'm not a fan of that. Like just a, a gift for for any gift sake, uh, I think it has to have an intention behind it. Right. Good. And so my intention comes from, again, when my wife and I were planning our wedding, it was, so obviously I'm a wedding photographer and leading up to our wedding was very intense. Right. And so we decided, um, that at this like two week mark, we were going to have a, uh, like a, a weekend getaway to kind of reconnect as a couple. And I remember like going away to the beach. We went away for the beach to the beach that weekend. And it was great. And I remember being super stressed uh, over like once that three month mark hit, it, we were, I was so stressed and all that stress melted away on that like beach weekend. It was great. And I thought of this idea of like a date night, like, man, you just like, you just, for, couples just forget about what normal life is like yeah. in those last three months up to the wedding day, right? And every single one of my couples I talk to, a lot of them, I get to that last little bit and they're like, oh, we just can't wait to be on the honeymoon, right? Which mm -hmm. is sad. Um, and and I remember hearing that more and more a couple of years ago. I was like, what can I do to elevate these people and remind them that the whole joy behind a wedding day is to have all your friends and family under one roof for a happy reason. Right. So that's what we focus on. Um, and so I just, I decided, uh, to create a date night box and at the three month mark, um, I send them this box that's just got like champagne and this gourmet popcorn and just some other like chocolates and some other like fun little things, nothing fancy. Um, but it's, and I just send a note that's like, listen, Right now is the time of your planning when you were most at risk for forgetting what the wedding day is all about. Um, so take this date night box, and when you feel stressed out, you have to use it before the wedding. 
it's 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 the essentials for a date night so just use it right uh, i put iced coffee in it too like these iced coffee packets they're delicious um and they they use that for uh this essentials date night to reconnect as a couple and get refocused on what the wedding day is about and oh, the amount so of cute. amount of couples who reach out and they're just like i i can't believe that you sent this right and again it's like i'm not a business person in that moment i'm not a photographer i'm just somebody who cares about marriage and i care about their marriage and and setting them up for a wedding day that is joyous and fun and if i can just help them refocus that little tiny bit then i've you know that's so good above and beyond i love what you said that just gifting for the sake of gifting loses you know its value right yep. i mean i think you give this nice but yeah. is it really gonna move the needle probably not right because also i think that the couple probably think like i put myself in the in the shoes of the couple right i just pay you know my deposit which is yes thousands of dollars and i'm gonna pay you like the total balance is gonna be thousands of dollars right yep. and you just send me like a little you know whatever matching glasses and whatever yep. stuff that you put in a box i'll be just like yeah now i feel cheap <laughs> yep and now it feels like well uh, my mind actually at that moment goes right to like, well, maybe you should take the cost of the gift off of my package balance Correct. And, and give me a discount. Right. <laughs> but, but I think the point of this is like the, it can't be a thank you for booking gift. Right. Um, I get that. Like I, I do write a, 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 just a nice handwritten note saying I'm looking forward to it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But that's, I think that's it at the time. Expected of booking. Also, yep, it's exactly. Expected. That's expected. But then there's this, like, again, it's, I remember what that time was like in my wedding planning process. Um, and I also know what really stressful weddings are like to <laughs> photograph, right? So this is like this one little thing. It comes out of the blue. It just shows up at their house. I don't email them. I don't tell them about it. It just arrives at their house. That's it. Awesome. Um, I love yeah. this. Yeah. So good, so good, and and once again, a good reminder. And also, um, in a world that is completely Instagram Instagrammable, is that even a word? I'm sure that I'm sure you that just, they you made it. That's good. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Instagrammable. I'm sure that that also that social media kind of like interaction comes up, right? I'm sure yep. that they post about it. They're like, hey, my photographer is just amazing. Look at this. Not saying that there's that's not a benefit of what I do. Um, people taking pictures of it and posting it on their Instagram and then somebody else going, what? This is, your photographer sent this? Yeah. Okay it's it's a side effect. You know, it's a side effect okay of the present you're sending them. So good. Alrighty, so we go to the wedding. Pictures are amazing. It's the time of delivering. You know, you give them the photos. They buy extra because, you know, you did such a great job at actually creating pictures. And, of course, once again, it's expected, right? They pay a bunch of money for you. It's expected that you deliver. You also give them, you know, great experience throughout. How do you handle this after this? It's like, hey, goodbye. Great. It was nice meeting you. Ciao. Or what happens after this? Um so I, I think the the after the wedding is is a it's not after the wedding it's just the natural extension of the other things that have happened right mm -hmm. so even before the wedding i'm offering them things to buy throughout the process okay right so i don't uh, i don't have engagement sessions on my package list my wedding package list it's something that only if couples will reach out to me and say hey we want to do this and it's a whole separate set of calls it's a whole separate um date it's treated completely separate from the wedding day because lots of other people are are dealing with the wedding day. A lot, a lot of other people add money into the wedding day and expectation can happen with that money, right? Correct. So I treat the, the 
I actually named it something different and actually comes from uh, another mentor, Steve Saparito, who uh, calls it a forever session, right? Okay. Totally separate from the wedding day. And a lot of people will, the session is de designed around it being just for them. So that might be a couple thousand dollars that they might add on. Um, then it's at that, at that, at the last meeting before the, um, uh, before the wedding, right? I'm sitting down and uh, we go, we're going over the timeline together. So we get together for that and we're going over the timeline and family formals and who's important. Um, and Hey, uh, your eight hours are in your package. This is the timeline we figured out. Does that cover everything that you want? Well, now they might add an extra two to four hours. Mm -hmm. So now that's another 500 or a thousand or $1,200. Um, and it's just these little things. Money spent is money forgotten. Correct. Uh, so it, and it's just these little things across, you know, throughout the process of adding on here a little bit there, a little bit there. And it's not, I'm not pressuring them. It's just, I'm allowing them the opportunity to, to add. You're more. just present, you know, it's, I feel like sometimes people is like, oh, I just want to give full day coverage because it's great for the client. I'm like, oh, well, it's not great for my back, first of all. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to do that. And two, like, I, like I offer, as you say, I offer collections that are hourly based, right? Yep. And then I sit with them and I present, you know, here, this is your timeline with the best usage of your time. And it's up to them if they want to add more. Like I'm just presenting right. exactly how their time is going to be spent. And then they are the actually making the call. I'm not saying like, hey, I think that you need to add an extra hour. I just present it. And then they feel like, oh, this feels a little bit tight. What about if we do this or that? So... Yep. At the end of the day, they are in fully in control of the decisions that that right. should be happening, right? Yep. But at least, but you won't make that extra money if you don't at least say, "Hey, here's what you have. Would you like more?" Correct. Right? Um, so then, after the wedding, uh, obviously, the next thing is is an album. Um, almost all my couples, I tell them at the, the time of booking, I was like, uh, pretty much my entire package list is based off of two things. Um, they have to make two choices, choose if they want an album or not, and then choose what additional items they want to add on. Okay. And I, I just tell them flat out, I'm like, whatever package you decide to choose is up to you. Uh, but most couples choose uh, the album essentials package with an additional photographer. That's what most people purchase. And so most people end up buying that. So then that sets me up for later with uh, an album design consultation where we get together. Um, and it's funny, um, if I'm if I were to calculate my hourly rate on this, it's probably down, but my joy is very high. I'll go to my couple's homes a lot of times for their album design consultation. And that uh, some people who are like are like hyper product productivity people are gonna like be screaming at me through this, um, where it's not unusual for it to be like a five hour design consultation where two hours of it is actually designing the album, but they have ordered dinner and they get some wine and they catch up with me and that kind of thing because the whole time it it has been uh, an experience of. Um, uh, who, having somebody who feels like a friend by the time the wedding day rolls around. Now, uh, you can be very friendly with your clients um, and you can have a very personal business, but you don't have to take your business personally. Right. So there's definitely still a line, um, but I show up to that album design consultation, the same person I've been through the entire experience. It's not, let's get the sale now. Let's mm -hmm. make the money now. It's uh, uh, this couple, I'm going to, I created an album design for them. Uh, and I'm going to give them the option to create something that is the ultimate representation of their day. And if they if they cut all the photographs out, all the way down to the 70 or, or 50 that were included in their package, that's fine. If they add an extra 100, awesome. But I'm the same person through that whole entire experience. Uh, and I think that... It, it, Afterwards, I mean, and then after the design consultation, I'll either try to drop it off or I'll get it sent there. Um, and then a lot of couples contact me later for uh, 
maternity and baby and uh, newborn. And it's just the natural extension of being along for the journey with my couples. We have a very similar approach to to this and I like it. So awesome. Okay, so you deliver the album, all is good. Yep. Do you actually ask for a testimonial and referrals? Um, I do. I actually asked for the testimonial in the after the wedding, uh, a referral. Nope, sorry, not referral, testimonial, my bad. Um, immediately after the wedding, maybe that Monday or, or something, I'll send an email. It's like, hey, pictures are downloaded. They're backed up, so they're safe. Um, two, this was awesome. Um, I can't wait to get the photographs to you. It's going to take this long. Three, um, if you'd like, head to Wedding Wire, and you can leave me a review there. And that's the only time I, I mention reviews. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So that's it. Then do you ask for referrals? I do not explicitly ask for referrals. <laughs> okay. So you don't say like, hey, if you have friends that are getting married, send them my way. Yeah. One time I tried <laughs> to put like this like snarky thing on Instagram that was like, so your best friend got engaged, winky face. <laughs> and it fell completely flat. Um, and I think, I think, again, I, I'm going to go way back to the very beginning about uh, like being along for the journey and, and, and blurring this line, right? So one of my couples... Um, early on, it was like the three month mark to the wedding, Deirdre and Brendan, they live in Delaware, which is uh, just a little, maybe like an hour and 15 minute drive. And they said, Hey, will you come down here? I hadn't gotten to meet them in person. We'd only done video because they lived over an hour away. And I went down there and the groom worked as a bike shop and mm -hmm. he brought home a bike. Uh, and they already have two bikes. They said, Hey, they said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to ride around Delaware. We want to show you some of the spots we want to take pictures at. We're going to, we're going to grab dinner. Um, and then we'll just hang out afterwards and, you know, we'll talk about the timeline, whatever. So it was like a mix of business and pleasure. And so that couple had come from another couple who had already photographed. Mm -hmm. There was a third couple in that friend group who had not hired me, whatever, it's fine. Um, and when that couple who didn't hire me heard about me going down to Delaware to like ride bikes and, and do the timeline and all these things, um, they were like, well, wait, why is he, why is he going down there? And they said, well, he's just coming down, hang out with us, get to know us a little bit, do the timeline stuff. And the, that couple who didn't hire me said, oh, our photographer just said that he would get in touch with us the week of the wedding. And I think a lot of my couples see that and a lot of siblings, like I, I photographed almost all the siblings, siblings in several families. Um, it just comes to being, um, present and uh, 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 invested in their families and in their relationships. And I think that is why so many couples and friend groups um, end up hiring me because I talk with everybody on the wedding day. I'm friends with everybody on the wedding day. Um, and I just try to be a normal person um, rather than just a photographer. I love this. Have you ever had, let's say, a set of siblings when, let's say, you photograph three of them and then one, you kind of like had an interview and then they went with somebody else? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's just three sisters, and I love them all. Uh, the oldest sister got married, um, then the middle one, and then the youngest one. And I remember it like, but in all honesty, I, I feel like part of it was my my issue. Okay. Um, I walked into that meeting. The groom didn't really know me because he was sort of came along later than mm -hmm. the older sister's siblings. So I walked into that meeting think I got this. And that is the wrong thing to think when you're walking into a, a meeting, because I feel like all my questions came from this place of privilege and, um, and rather than like trying to discover what was important to them, uh, it came from, 
like thinking I already had it in the bag. Do you know what I mean? Ah, the same thing happened to me. I walked in like so sure. I'm like, yep. this is it. Like, why are we even Put having myself. this meeting? <laughs> exactly. And that totally screws you uh, over. Yeah. The wrong mindset to be in. Yes. And it, it kind of like breaks, I mean, it broke my heart, but like the funny thing is like, we, like we still follow each other on social media. So like I comment on her things and I'm like, oh, of should I comment on this? But I'm like, but I honestly want to, want to tell her that she looks great. I'm beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's rough. It's, it's, it is, it is rough, but you know, it is what it is, but it's also yep. humbles you, right? Like after, after you get like that email that like, Hey, we really love you. And you have done a great job with our family, but you know, we went with somebody else <laughs> immediately brings you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have, um, the third sibling coming up uh, of this one family coming up in June this year. I did the brother just this past September. Um, and then the the fourth sibling who I may photographed, he just got the ring, but he's he's the brother. So uh, and he's the groom. So it's not expected like right that it's, it's the groom's, like her decision. <laughs> yeah. The groom's mom, who's like like this mom is pretty much one of the reasons why I photographed all the siblings weddings because she loves me. Um, but like, I keep thinking like, all right, when that comes through, just be cool. Like, it's going to be fine. You'll be able to photograph their wedding. Just be cool. Like, don't think you got it. Still do your thing. Um, and treat them the same way you would treat any other couple. So, uh, so true. So true. Let's yeah. talk. I mean, I know you, you clearly mentioned here that you don't even ask for referrals. What is your position on people that say like, Hey, if you send me a client, I give you, I don't know, a hundred dollars or something like that. How do you feel about that? If it works for you, do it. Um, Good. I think. I think in the beginning, you got to cast a wide net, just mm -hmm. try things just, um, I don't know, do gift certificates to people, sell them at, uh, at a cheap level, or like one of my favorite uh, sort of referrals is, um, you know, post wedding, uh, post design consultation, maybe like a couple years later, uh, if if a couple has a baby, I will send them a gift certificate, say for 250 bucks, and I'll send them another one that says, hey, this one is this gift certificate is for you. And then this one is for somebody who you think could deserve it or you think needs it or whatever. Um, so that's like sort of a referral, but that's, I very rarely do that. Um, it's just like this kind of like top, that top like 20% of clients mm -hmm. who I love, who I'm, who just get me and that kind of thing. I'll do that for some of them, but I think it's just doing, do what works for you. I mean, there's plenty of photographers who have these, you know, massive referral sources from, um, you know, they're from, you know, giving uh, a gift gifts back, or I know somebody who would go to bridal salons and literally tell the salespeople that it, for every wedding that they, that the bridal salon sends or the gown boutique sends to him, he'll come down there and pay them in cash a hundred bucks or whatever for each wedding that he books that okay. they send to him. So, so whatever, like, you know, whatever that works, works for you. Him. Yep. I would say not my thing, but yeah, no, my thing either. And the only thing that I would say for whoever is listening to this is like, if you are going to have kind of like a cash value in your referral, you can be cheap. It can be $25. If they're sending you, a, even if it's, a, even if you're just starting out and your prices are, you know, low, right. $25 seems too little. Like it seems, right. it seems not equal to, you know, what they're giving you. So that's, that's my point there. Yeah. Anyways, that was good. I did well, see, oh, go ahead. Uh, one final thought, and that's, um, I don't necessarily ask for referrals, but I do, and this is going to sound weird, um, I do reward couples for mm -hmm. just, uh, like I have this one couple, Claire and Sean, and they have sent me 17 
referrals and easily over like $70,000 in weddings that they've sent me, right? Haven't booked all of them, totally normal. Um, but, but they're like, passing so, your name along. Exactly, right? And so, so is it, here's the question though, is it um, acceptable or is it normal to want to thank them with a card, right? So somebody sends you uh, one wedding, you're like, you are amazing. I love you. Thank you so much for doing that. Right. You obviously, obviously always thank that person. But when you get to that point, what's the thing you do for them? And I talked with some, some of my friends, but I, again, tried to find that attention, right? Like the, one of their favorite restaurants is Tria and Philly. It's like this uh, place that has cheese boards and fun stuff. And we went there for our three, uh, the, the timeline meeting at three months. So I sent them like this fancy gift basket, $250 with $150, uh, you know, uh, gift certificate to that restaurant. And I just showed up there and I was like, you guys have been a tremendous force in helping me grow my business. Right. Um, there's nothing that I could do to ever repay you for all these weddings you've sent me, but let me just say, thank you. Right. So good. Yeah. So there's no like, Hey, if you do this for me, I'm going to do that for you. It's just a, they do it because they appreciate it. And I am sending this thing because I appreciate them. I love that. And what a great, you know, kind of like moment to remind people, I am the kind of person that if I get, let's say that you send me a referral, Daniel, right? You're like, hey, I can shoot this wedding, you know, or, or actually not you tell me, let's say the couple comes to me and they're like, hey, Daniel, send me your way. Yep. Immediately, like after I get that inquiry, like I haven't even talked to the client, nothing. I immediately will send you an email or a text message. Yep. Hey, thank you so much for thinking about me. I just heard from, you know, so-and-so. I'll let you know how it goes. Love it. I think that, and once again, this go back to like, how do I love to receive love? Because sometimes like I sent a lot of couples, you know, to people and I've never heard like, did you book them? They're like, at least tell me like, and I don't want anything. I just want a text message. But I think it's really important. And I think we forget about that. And again, I, when I talk to vendors and things like that, they're like, you know what? You're the only one that even if you don't book them, you, you send us like an email. Yep. And I think those little moments go a long way. Yep. It it goes back to that idea that people just want to be seen, heard, and loved, right? And if you can show somebody a little bit, especially if somebody's like pouring themselves out, right? Like this couple uh, that has sent me 17 uh, other of their friends, uh, there's, a, there's a few of those like champion cheerleader couples that mm -hmm. I have, right? Um, if they're going to take that time to share my name, you, you've got to say thank you in some way. You've got to express gratitude to them. And I know that they're not doing it thinking, oh, Dan's going to send me something. Uh, but like, I also just won't, I won't thank them or I won't send them something for the sake of sending them something. I just knew that like, I was like, oh, they need to go to Tria. They need to have, they're having a baby soon. They could probably use a night out, right? And so that's where that comes from. Um, but it just goes back to, to just, uh, those three basic things, wanting to see people, hear them, or people want to be seen, heard, and loved. That's it. So good. I did, uh, you're on my Facebook group, and I did post it, mm -hmm. I think, I don't remember exactly what I posted, but I think that this month is like, what is your kind of like your strategy for this month? How are you staying connected with your clients? Yep. And you posted uh, that you're sending uh, the couples that are having babies this mm -hmm. super cute book. Why are you doing this? Tell us about it. So I actually don't even really want to do family and maternity pictures. They're, I, I realize they don't, they don't fill me up. Um, they don't like fill my cup, right? But I will, if a couple, one of my past couples asked me to do them, I can't say no, right? Like, like I just can't do that. You're emotionally um, attached to them now. <laughs> of course I am. And they are to me as well, right? Um, so 
I have, there's this one book that my little family loves, right? And um, my oldest daughter, who's going to be five soon, it started with her. And I remember reading this book for the first time. And I'm a hyper emotional person. I remember like, new dad, ball my eyes out reading this book, right? <laughs> and so I've read it so many times because Alice used to just pick it up and, and give it to me. Um, and now one of our twins, um, who's like 20 months old, she started picking up and giving it to me and want me to read it at nap time and bedtime. And it just gives me all the feels as as a dad. And so I started thinking about like these other couples who are uh, who I'm just close with and I want nothing from them. I think that's the thing. But but it's just it's just it's just a part of who I am to want other people to feel good. Oh, right? so sweet. You know yeah. I mean? so like I so I just I was like, hey, I didn't tell half of them. I was like, hey, what's your new address? <laughs> um, and I just sent like a little note that was like, hey, you know, if if so and so doesn't have this book, um, send it to somebody else. But this is a book that I love. Uh, it it describes a lot of the things I love about being a dad. Um, and I hope uh, the first couple months of having your kiddo are joyous because the first several months are brutal and the first several years <laughs> just kidding yeah many years are brutal but yeah but i was like if i maybe this maybe this book will just like brighten somebody's day or if i love it this much maybe somebody else will but yeah it is there a tactic behind it where if somebody's you know where i get to kind of come back up in their mind uh or pop back up in their mind outside of the the digital world yeah, I, I mean, that is a good thing for me to be back up in their mind um, as friends of theirs do get engaged. But mm -hmm. that's a byproduct of me sending this thing out. I'm doing it just because I love the book and I hope that they see and feel the same things that I feel when they read this book to their child. So this is just you relating to them in a in a new, you know, as a parent. Yes. Pretty much. I love yep. this. I, and I like this that, not, I mean, yes, obviously, as you said, the byproduct will be, you know, come up in their minds, hopefully, you know, if it happens great and if it doesn't happen that's not not emotion attached to the gift actually the gift was actually a hundred percent from your heart because they're yep. starting this new journey and this is something that is important that was nice for you and your family and you want them to have something like that again yeah so Did i think i think that in marketing sometimes it's important to do kind of like just you know just just for the sake of like being, being a good a human yeah yes being a human um do you know who gary v is if you follow him Yes, I have so Not many. Your cup so, of tea? No, it's a, and, and it's. I, I think that everything that he shares is fantastic. Don't yep. get me wrong. And I, I actually used to follow Gary Vee before he was into marketing. When he was also into wine, right? I used to watch watch all his videos about wine. But I do think that he there's a lot of this hustle mentality that constantly, constantly. He looks tired. Get, get a vacation, Gary. Take, take a look, vacation. <laughs> he does look a little bit tired sometimes. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to take a chill pill. Um, but one of the things that he said the other day, right, was like, uh, I watched two videos that really resonated with me and things that I already do. But he put words to it. And one of the things he said is like, our grandparents were the ones who invented the baker's dozen, right? Which is thirteen um, donuts or thirteen mm -hmm. muffins instead of twelve. Or um, they're the ones who invented like going over to grandma's house and giving them a cake, or coming over to your house when your grandma dies and, and giving you a cake, right? Like they're the ones who invented that kind of stuff. Now we can take those ideas and deploy them in our businesses at scale, where it's just about. Uh, putting some soul into our business, right? Uh, putting the human back into it. Um, weddings are an inherently very uh, emotional thing. Um, and I've been accused of romanticizing, you know, some of these things. And that's okay. But I say weddings are romantic, right? I'm a hyper romantic person. That's part of who I am as part mm -hmm. of my brand. Um, and 
you know, I if I'm on level 10, you know, maybe other people need to find the level five or the level <laughs> two or whatever it is. But yeah, I think that there's, um, I think that there's just ways to um, do this for the intention of wanting to make somebody else happy uh, in for a moment, right? Like how many people are walking around uh, saying, you know, oh, uh, you know, how how are you doing today? And they're like, oh, good. And underneath, they're just like they're a duck, right? Like they're calm and cool on the surface, but underneath, they're paddling like crazy, right? Um, I think there's more people who are feeling that way than we expect. And if we can just just plant that little bit of seed of positivity or something, um, then we we transcend what it means to just be a photographer, right? Love um, it. So good. So good to always, you know, uh, remind uh, everybody that is listening that, yes, we're running a business, but Mm -hmm. we're also, it's a personal business. And there is a very thin line, as you said, that we, you know, try to avoid crossing, but still there is so many opportunities to add uh, soul into what we're doing. So, so good. I love this. The more more that I care, the more money I make, right? Like, yes, I own a business. I'm very giving of my time, but I do have college to save for and a mortgage to pay and all that stuff. So I'm not dumb. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to just like throw out all this money to a couple and spend $500 on a gift basket. If, if like that wouldn't make sense from a business perspective, but, um, yeah, you get the point. <laughs> Correct. So good. So good. Well, Daniel, this has been so good. Tell me a little bit about, uh, just to ask you a question. Okay. You gave us so many great uh, strategies, tips, ideas, but if there is one marketing tip that you want to share with our audience, which one would it be? I know I put you on the spot. Uh- <laughs> one marketing tip. Man, you are really putting <laughs> me on the spot here. I there's I don't know. I, I I, I think it just has to be um, put the best interest of your clients first. Because uh, the more that I have put my clients and uh, their well-being and the more that I show that I care, the the more referrals I seem to get and the more money I make per referral. Awesome. I like this. What is one thing that you're currently loving? It doesn't have to be business related. Uh, I'm loving Mr. Money Mustache, if anybody knows who that is. No um, idea. <laughs> Mr. Money Mustache is this like, he's like a pseudo financial blogger, um, but he's more like a lifestyle uh, enthusiast of like very simple living. And somebody who who previously had a very toxic relationship with money, um, what I am finding in his writings, while he's like on a very, very extreme level of like simple living and that kind of thing, is, is something that I need to hear that um, the spending thousands of dollars at Starbucks a year is is ruining my retirement is ruining my future um and going to the coffee shop all the time and uh, buying things that I don't need uh is really nobody's coming to save for me nobody has I, I don't have a 401k plan through my business or whatever um it is on me to go out there slay it drag it home and then save it right uh for my future for my family's future and I'm just finding a lot of of uh, advice about simple living on his blog. Oh, we'll check that out. Sounds super interesting. Thank yeah. you for the tip. Yep. Awesome. We're, I mean, I want to talk here for a second because you, you know, we mentioned your photography and all that, but you yep. do have a whole, a whole different business, which is get focused photographers. Tell us a yep. little bit about that. That started a couple, really like a year or so ago when um, I was thinking back about the education that I was seeking out 
uh, in like maybe year seven or eight when I had this really not good time of my business and um, I stopped doing like very simple things that my that you should, you're supposed to do when you run a business, like taking care of your clients and um, and just super basic things. And I did not book a single wedding for like six months uh, because I just, I took my clients for granted. And I saw two things when I was trying to um, take my, turn my business around. They were these like one, two, three, four, five steps to success that were not flexible, that were, hey, here, follow this system. And if you deviate from it, it's not gonna work for you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something personal and flexible. Or the other one was, you know, here's 500 new leads or a way to get 500 new leads, but no way to nurture them or create an experience for them. And so I decided to try to find a way to fill that gap um, and and teach photographers how to create businesses that are filled with meaning and purpose um, and put joy back into the process of owning a business while having a profitable business. So that's where this um, idea of get focused photographers came from. I love that because as someone that has spent a lot of money in programs and systems that really didn't do anything, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm all for um, people in the industry that are teaching concepts that are flexible, right? I'm not a fan of this. Like, if you don't do this, you'll not have success. What? Who are you to tell? Like, why? What are you talking about? (laughs) There's many ways to get to Rome. (laughs) So so I think it's important to that. Obviously, there is kind of like a structure that that you should follow. But then it's kind of like building a house, right? You have the structure and then, you know, the interior is up to you how you make it. Right. So, so good. I am so happy that we were able to have this conversation today. It was lovely talking to you. And I'm, I'm happy that we have a very similar approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely need to tune in a little bit of my uh, <laughs> client experience. <laughs> but overall, I think it's really, really good. And I'm, I'm really Thank glad you. that you shared these concepts with uh, our listeners. I think they're going to find this extremely useful. So where could people oh, find you if they want to, you know, talk to you, dive deeper, tell us, you know, what would be the best place to to connect with you? So obviously my business is Daniel Moyer Photography. Uh, I'm at Daniel Moyer Photo on Instagram. That's you know the if you want to see my photography. Um, the uh, the education platform that I have is is still in its infancy. Um, the place to obviously go right now is um, Get Focus Photographers at Get Focus Photographers on Instagram. Um, I'm sharing things regularly on there, business thoughts. Um, I have one of my favorite things is Get Focus Fridays, which are like just like one minute long um, little tidbits to kind of get you into the weekend. Um, there's a lot of attention on Mondays, but I feel like I do a lot of my planning for the following week on Friday. So that's where that idea came from. So that's at Get Focus Photographers. I'm launching a podcast as well. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, um, tell me. I love podcasts. Uh, yeah. So I'm launching a, uh, a podcast as well um, around the idea of like missing uh, conferences and workshops. Like I love going to, uh, I've been to so many workshops. Um, I love education. Uh, and one of the things that I miss both from the pandemic and being a dad is going to them uh, and learning, but the the camaraderie that happens like at night when like everybody goes out to dinner or when has a conversation or whatever. So the podcast is formed around that idea of um, uh, kind of like this round table discussion of like di- diving deep on like one topic. So um, that's coming out soon. Uh, that's the Focus Photographers podcast. So um, and I actually released my first episode pre-launch and I mentioned you specifically before I even knew you. Um, I mentioned you because you are one of the people who uh, you obviously I know you just hit your 100th episode a little bit ago, but you're one of the people who uh, are a trailblazer for what education looks like in our community for what a photography podcast looks like, um, and for what 
uh, it looks like to to try to create a business that is sustainable and and show other people that it's more than just social media and Instagram and all this stuff. It's about caring for people. And I, yeah. yeah. So if you listen to it, I love language of words of affirmation <laughs> is Phil. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally like first like first minute or two. So oh right. my god, I've, I have it. to go and listen to that and obviously subscribe. Thank you so much for all your time, your knowledge. I think it was fantastic, and I'm sure that I will be talking to you more often. Uh, Thanks, Karen. And for all of you, go. Uh, subscribe to the podcast that is coming up listen to that first episode and get on the instagram because the tips that you're sharing are super fun and you have a lot of like good content there so thank you so much daniel and i'll talk to you very soon until then ciao make it a good one thanks for listening to today's episode for more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.